Oh my god. We're literally here. <laughs> Actually, it's happening. <laughs> this is the very first episode of Chris and Sarah wear the, wear the pants. pants. Oh my god. Yay! We have been talking about this. Hi, I'm Chris Ryan. Uh, I'm Sarah Gall. And we are friends, and now you're our friends also because Welcome. this is our little chat show where we're going to put it out weekly. Oh, uh, we're really branding a podcast as a chat show. Well, whatever. I'd rather call it a chat show. Everyone's got a podcast. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we're not wearing a suit like on a couch. They don't know that. That's... Um, <laughs> I would actually prefer to, like, this is basically our. Audition for our own TV show, which I, so. I would prefer to have because I think actually you're missing out on a lot by not actually seeing us. You're so a very visual medium. We we are, <laughs> uh, we both are, and I think like my eyebrows alone could probably have okay. Can a we podcast? Can we talk about? Sorry, I just <laughs> so I walked into Chris's apartment today to our first ever <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> so excited, and she's like, "Hey, mate, is this yours?" And it's like this really cursed like, <laughs> eyebrow kit that I found in the hotel I was staying at in Melbourne that Sarah stayed in my bed for a few days. And I thought, oh, she's left this behind the mirror. I better take that to her in Sydney. But it's this, it looks like it's from the 70s. And it has stencils of people. Where is it? We, oh, need, to post, we need to post a photo of it. <laughs> so it has stencils of eyebrows, but... But the actual – and, like, so the idea is you put the stencil on your eyebrow and then it has, like, eyebrow paint and then you paint over the st- – Chris is gone to now look for it. Like, this is such – this is so, – what do you mean it's in the – This is such an – this is such an awesome – Why did you throw – does it have – I threw it in the bin. Does it have weird bin juice on no. it? No. <laughs> I, what do you – I have a compost, so the bit the okay, juice is in so the So we're going to get to what the actual podcast is in a second. But so, so can we look at these? Yeah, no. It's a stencil with – it's called Christian and maybe it's been there since the 70s although just to be clear neither of us own this very very used eyebrow stencil yeah. kit but chris took it upon herself to take i thought it, it was sarah's because sarah hotel. has fairly perfect eyebrows oh they, are you kidding we've got to try and use this let's oh my god i know okay i'm gonna anyway i think that we're getting off to the wrong start i think we're getting off to exactly the right start okay anyway so um the point is um chris's eyebrows alone are a reason for this to be a visual medium chris's hair as well mm. um but this is chris and sarah where I, I need this sorry i need this eyebrow kit out of my line of view like it's, okay. it's so haunted looking like so, you know when your mom has gross makeup from the 80s it looks like that yeah and then you go through a stage where you're like is it gross though mm. also, and then you start wearing it listen if you left an eyebrow kit in a, in a hotel <laughs> at room. Oaks City Road, Melbourne, which I want to talk about also for other reasons. But anyway, this is getting very jumping around. But that's fine. That's what it is. Okay. Um, this is our podcast and we've been wanting to do this for so long and we've finally actually got it together to do it. Uh, what is the podcast, Chris? Well, it's, the it's basically do not expect any education here. What we're doing is hanging out yeah. because that's what we like to do. The reason I'm doing this, Sarah, and mm. I'm pretty sure it's the reason you're doing it, mm. is because we want to sell more tickets to our comedy shows. Absolutely. That's yeah. our, our raison d'etre, if mm. you will, is to okay, do comedy. Okay, coming with the French early. That's yeah, fine. man. Um, because I, I, I do this. I do comedy. That's what my mm. job is. It's not being a celebrity. It's not... You're kind um, of a celebrity. Shush. Um, it's not like... You know, putting out like a new tracksuit 
every year or, or perfume, although far out, how good would that be? be? So good. I would love a tracksuit. You're really except on Daniel that's very Daniel Muggleton. No, yeah. we can't do that. But um, okay, this podcast is called Chris and Sarah Wear the Pants. What if it was Batwing? A Batwing tracksuit, yeah, like as in you like, spread like yeah when they have Batwing. It's that's, more, that's Moira Rose. I don't care. That I reckon that's Moira Rose. I reckon that's sick. Okay, so this oh my god, Chris and Sarah. <laughs> This is just as like if you, if you're still listening, thank you so much. Yeah, sorry, it'll get better. Um, uh, basically, uh, every week uh, we're going to release a podcast. Uh, I think we said every Monday uh, called Chris and Sarah Weather Pants, and it's us chatting about our lives. But also, every week we are going to bring something to the podcast, just from an old magazine. Yes, that was for women mm-hmm. back in the day. Absolutely, and we're going to go for pre nineteen fifty five, so there's mm-hmm. no copyright infringements. Yes, absolutely. And we're just going to have a little read of like things like articles, letters to the editor, ads from mm. beloved women's magazines in the past. And we're going to talk about them, possibly yeah. laugh at them. Yep. Down the road, I expect we want people to send in an email um, of an article they've read that's made them think. Not even down the road, send it now. How about now? Yeah. Mm. What What is our ludicrous email address? Oh, I made this. So it's the longest email address in the world. You can contact us at Chris and Sarah, wear the pants. Wow. All words, all small case. Wow. At gmail.com. I, I think I, I Chris like... is spelled old school for those of you that don't know. C H R I S. And Not... Sarah is spelled regular school. Yeah. <laughs> but but like there's a lot of people who are like, is that a K R Y S? Oh, like Chris Jenner. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's mm. it's like Christ the Saviour. <laughs> but without the tea. There'll be so much tea on this podcast though. We will be spilling the tea. <laughs> Oh, we got no tea. We got nothing. What We've are you talking some, about? We, we, well, we haven't got. We've got gossip, but we haven't got gossip. I don't share have on gossip. A podcast. I'm 400 years old. I don't hang around people with gossip. Oh yeah, no one cares what people my age. I think we're assuming to. that people know who we are. Uh, so uh, about us. Yeah. Uh, How about I describe you? You. Describe oh yeah, me. great. Perfect. That sounds better. Okay. So Sarah Gall. Let me. Can I do the backstory? Yeah, sure. I met Sarah Gall at a women's only comedy night in Chippendale at the Chippo Hotel mm-hmm. about 2019. Mm-hmm. And she was headlining. And look, I'll be honest, I was a bit cut about that because mm-hmm. I, you know, I was just like, "Come on, who is she? How can she be better than me?" No, mm-hmm. I did think that for a moment because I, because I, <laughs> <laughs> and there I was <laughs> thinking that for a moment. And I'm admitting it to you because we're friends now. Don't be a bitch about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're being vulnerable and admit that we're really terrible. That we're horrible people, and I absolutely am and will be in the future Mm. um, at times. Not always. Um, But Sarah was headlining, and I was like, goodness me, I've never heard of her. And then she played her little strange piano. (laughs) Okay, you're making me sound like a, a little fucking witch. Like a little fucking troubadour. Like. Fell out of the sky. Like, just to be clear, I'm a musical comedian. <laughs> so I sing and play a very fucking normal piano. Like, you know, a pia- like think of an electric keyboard. That's what I play. <laughs> I'm not whimsical. I'm very normal. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. We know you I did. really enjoyed We all fucking know you did. <laughs> So misrepresented on this. Oh God! Okay. Okay, carry on. Okay, so she played her completely normal piano. (laughs) 
my you went for my piano. It's just of all the things, it's so normal. It's just such a normal. Piano. It's like it is normal, but it's like you know, it's funnier. If no, I, I don't. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, oh, yeah. I didn't expect you to be a musical comedian. It's probably well, the piano would have been a giveaway. I didn't notice it. Um, I didn't. <laughs> okay. I didn't notice it. So then you start playing, and you did this song. It was about Cinder. It was a modern day Cinderella, oh, yeah. and I fucking thought, "Oh my god, she's a genius!" This is how, how, how did I not know her? So um, then I basically dedicated the rest of my life to becoming your friend, <laughs> and then promoting you on every Instagram story and mm-hmm. post I've ever been able to do so on, and um, and I've enmeshed myself in your life, literally moving to Sydney to be fifteen minutes from you. <laughs> um, I mean, no, it's not. That's not really. But that was. I think I'm here. I think you moved to Sydney. Yeah, and I was also here. Yeah, but yeah, you're a big draw card. Oh my god. Um, So Sarah's hilarious, super smart, and one of my dear friends now. And we happen to be lots of years apart in age. Sarah, I'll hand over to you. What are we? Fifteen years? Doesn't really feel like that. Well, I'm turning (gasps) fifty this year. So excited. Well, we would be seventeen years apart then. Well, that is quite a lot because I'm turning thirty-three. And yet. And yet. It seems like more because you seem older than me by more than 17 years. (laughs) And Chris Ryan is, uh, weirdly, I met Chris Ryan at the same place that she met me. (laughs) Yeah, that happens sometimes. And she she had her weird little comedy. Uh, (laughs) Weirdly, she did this whimsical thing where she stood on stage and told jokes. It was very quirky. Um, And I was obsessed. And then watching her absolutely rocket uh, to uh, becoming... On the verge of being one of Australia's biggest names in comedy oh, has been such a joy. That's so fun. Shut up! Don't don't even look. Okay. Um, uh, but Chris Ryan is uh, has uh, is one of the funniest people I've ever met. Oh. Um, and I don't like I don't really know why we're friends. We just are, you know. Yeah, like, sort it just of like happened. It's just, yeah, there's an energy. Sarah's very quick and. Very um, well. Let, let's act, let, let's act let these guys. Okay, yes, yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess we stopped talking about each other now. Mm. So anyway, that's that's who we are. That's who we are, and we hope you'll join us because we really do think that you need to come and see our comedy. Um, and if one of your friends has told you to listen to this, God bless them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but listen to them and come. I'm vibing that this is the kind of podcast potentially that, like, because my favorite podcasts, nothing happens in them, but um, I just listen. You know what I mean? Like, it's just people talking. I can't imagine because honestly, I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> And I think oh, I listen to so that's so funny. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't, and oh. I also would find this quite annoying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I should be filming this because this could be a I clip, look, couldn't I? It? Look so not filmable. Well, I think that's part of it. Isn't I have it? a big. I'm just. I have like a big. Like a beautiful updo, a beautiful floral dress on, and I am wearing. This is a moo I am wearing a, a large man's cardigan. Yeah. That looks like it belonged on, in Caddyshack to a man from the 70s <laughs> playing golf. It's, in fact, a, an Oriton. It's or- Well, that's fancy. But it's, it's from no, an op shop. and it's, it's fancy. A lot of people objectively would say this is ugly. I don't think it's ugly. It's we emerald to, we, green. But we just, we've made so many visual references, I think we need to film it. Yeah, um, we will But also, um, we want to get to know you as well. Eventually we'll probably have social media. 
Uh, but say hi, Chris and Sarah wear the pants because yeah. Disney will absolutely fucking read your emails. Yeah, we, because we absolutely we will. I think at the moment we have one email from Google. It can be almost anything you you want it to be. I mean, we're we're in the formative stages here. We're quite impressionable. Yeah, always, but like particularly to do with particularly this now podcast. So. I feel like we should get to some content. Let's get to some content, absolutely. Uh, do you want me to kick it yeah, off? Yeah, you can. Oh, man, I'm so Okay, so excited. I've not heard the article. What we're going to do is bring an article to the table mm. from the past, mm. read read bits of it out, and, mm. and just the other person will be surprised by mm. the content, and we will just riff from there. Absolutely. I don't know what the aim of this is, Sarah, apart from hopefully boost, boosting our, uh, our ticket sales. I but just want to... I wanna... Uh, I, want, I want to make people laugh, maybe. Like, like, I don't mind doing that. As in, I reckon, like, my dream would be, like, a commute listen. Like, you know, when you're yeah, just driving sick. to work and you're in a fucking bad mood and then you just put on us and then you just, like, think, oh, they're a fucking mess, so my life's actually, like, pretty together. Yeah. Or, like, when you're, like, making brunch or cooking or just, like, out for a walk or whatever. Yeah, and you, it, I, I, it strikes me podcasts seem to be for people who are lonely. Is that... <laughs> And they just want to hear chat in the background that's mildly amusing. Well, literally, I listen to so many podcasts. I mean, that's radio, isn't it? That's... I, I listen to so many podcasts, but I have, like, my set podcasts. I know what days they come out, and then I listen to them okay. as I'm just wandering the house. So, yeah, lonely people. <laughs> check out. Okay. Okay, Chris, I'm okay, so go. excited about this. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'm listening. So, what I have for you today, and I've actually also got some historical context for you. Loving it. Because I'm a nerd. You are. Okay, just listen and just know that Chris is on her phone. I'm not. Chris is literally on her phone. Okay. Okay, so my article is from the Australian Women's Weekly, um, 1934. Okay, this is January. The 13th, okay. 1930. Summertime. 1934. And just to paint a bit of a picture, I was like, how will I contextualize what 1934 was? So the Women's Weekly came out, has only been out for about eight months at this point. It literally is a new magazine. Okay? Yeah. And also the first traffic lights in Sydney came out about five months before this. How the article. hell did you get that information? I Googled it. I wanted to know what was going on oh my God, in the world at this time. you've done more work than me already. I've done research, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because I just have – I have no framework for oh what 1934 God. is. Okay. Oh, and there was something else really fun that I found. It was um, – oh, yes. Okay, so – oh, my God. Toxic. Toxic. So uh, four months before this as well, mm-hmm. Chris. It's been 14 minutes we've been talking. Yeah, that's fine. 14 um, – uh, Four months before this, windscreen wipers became compulsory in Australia. Okay. That's amazing that you've done this research. Yeah. I mean, there there are probably big historical events (coughs) that happened, but I'm not interested in that. No, Um, I hate history. (laughs) Good thing we're doing a fucking historical-based podcast. Okay. Are you ready for this? As, as I'll ever be. So this is, I, th- I, I mean, this is obviously like very early journalism. Uh, I would, I would package this as potentially like a, an op-ed sort of thing. Okay. Right. Marriage and love. Why does it gradually wane? By quote, a mere married philosopher. Okay. That is who the author says they are. And here we go. Let me tell my story and goodness knows it is true enough. It should be a lesson to any young couple embarking upon the matrimonial journey. Married life is just exactly what a couple decide to make it. They start out on the honeymoon and find life too sweet, and then they settle down to a routine. 
This routine, by the way, is not being prosaic and stodgy. It is full of thrills, excitement, and worry. The latter item makes itself evident in sickness and finance and in the arrival of little ones with their successive ailments, particular to their development. But discounting the question of finance and ailments, there are too many young women who resent married life after a period because it takes them from their old associations, their friends, and habits. They overlook the fact, feel free to interrupt me anytime, by the way. They overlook the fact that they are moving forward, growing older, that their friends are also going through the same metamorphosis. The consequence is that they begin to fret and find an occupation in looking at the younger couples who still manage to find plenty of time for amusements, dancing, pictures, and for sports, which calls, which take a fair amount of time. Okay, I'm just jumping in here. Yeah. My foot's gone dead, by the way, but currently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you sitting on the mat would be weird. Um, no, we're in a stu- professional studio. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm... Okay, can I'm, we just, like... It's... I just need to say something about how this is written. Yeah. Are you liking my reading of it, though? It's great. Okay. I think you're giving it more than it has. Okay. Like, so I'm really adding some Yeah, it's more... There. Okay. I feel like, where's the insight, cunt? You know, like, where... <laughs> We've just completely changed the rating of our podcast in one second. I can edit that out. No, let's not. Um, you know, like, it's a narrative so far that, that, quite frankly, I'm not hearing anything new. Mm. Like, that could be written today. It could, it could. But... It gets better. Go. It gets better. Okay. Um, Oh, here we go. So then there's the constant comparison between their husbands and the younger chaps who have so far met none of the greater responsibilities of married life. So you've got these, like, married women, like, looking at, like, young, unburdened men being like, I want a bit of that. Really? Well, that's what it says. I mean, that wasn't actually, that was me. Yeah. 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 Uh, here we go. Yes, a lot of husbands are subject to this constant pinpricking analysis, which gradually permeates their system until they turn around, and that is when the trouble commences. Bickering. Plenty of it. Even a good-tempered chap has his limits, and after hold him, holding himself in for a long period, he suddenly develops a temper. Then the fat is in the fire. He is a brute and an inconsiderate beast. Forgotten are the years of wiping the dishes and working hand in hand, and he perceives that he can escape the worrying atmosphere by staying in town or joining a club. Okay, stop. <laughs> um, okay, it's revealing itself as a male writer. Oh, of course, 100%. In a women's magazine. Yeah. Getting cut at women for being bored with well, their partners. the author said they were a mere married philosopher and no one apart from some cunty dude would call himself a philosopher. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. I mean, look, people who call themselves philosophers. I usually just... Well, I mean, I can't imagine. Could you imagine calling yourself a philosopher? Absolutely not. Because no. I don't even have a philosophy, do you? I don't even think people with philosophy PhDs call themselves a philosopher. I think they do. Uh, if anyone's, if there's any, like, no philosophy. My son is studying philosophy, and I don't know if he calls himself a philosopher. He would absolutely not call himself a philosopher. He's not an idiot. No, he's not an idiot. Mm. Um... I don't know. You know what I'm loving so far about this is that we've kind of got so 
we've got the woman who starts looking at younger men and then she starts comparing them to the husband, seeing fault in the husband. And then she's the reason. And then she's the cause of the, um, right. He's not looked at any of these things and gone, actually, I think you'll find nobody yeah. said no, but you've forgotten all the times I used to do the washing up. But like, Oh, it says, so forgotten are the years of wiping the dishes and working hand in hand. And he perceives that he can escape by going to the club. Yeah. Or like, not, not like the club club, but like, I assume like the golf club. The club. <laughs> Um, This is when the marriage vow begins to lose its meaning. I grant that there are many men who are to blame. Okay. Okay. I don't doubt it for one second. I don't doubt it for one moment. But the point in my argument is that when it's too late, the woman suddenly wakes up to an alarming realization and wants to retrieve her position, usually too late. There's a lot going on. Wait, I don't... I'm lost, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. She wants to retrieve her position... What, with him? So what I got from this, because I had to read this a few times. Yeah, so, it's poorly. Would, can we agree it's fairly poorly written? I mean, it's from 1934, so I think yeah, but we I can mean, probably give them a bit of a break, like they didn't have oh. chat GP. Um, <laughs> so what I'm getting from here, for, I mean, there's still like one more paragraph to go, which really might tie it all together. Okay. Do you want to do yeah, that? Yeah, well, we better get there. Okay. This, has a, this paragraph has a subheading called Mental Explosions. It is a tragedy, surely, by the way, I went to acting school. It is a tragedy, surely, but there are many decent husbands who desire an affectionate wife and a contented home. Uh, They are good tempered at their office and among their friends, but their home life is a series of mental explosions. Each one gradually eliminating affection and respect. Mental explosions by him or by her? By him. When the day arrives that hubby packs his bags and stays away from home, he's listed as a brute and a deserter. In actual fact, the majority would capitulate if the wife adopted self-analysis and tried to realize her position. A good wage coming in each week, a a roof and home with meals and an allowance in accordance with their means plus amusements is not to be sniffed at in these perilous days of high finance. Provided a husband has a regard for the decencies of life, he is to be excused if he develops a desire for quietude in his own home at least a few days a week. Because he looks for and expects his house to be run on a system, he has a right to complain if the home is higgledy-piggledy, the children clamouring around, unwashed and untidy, when he is prepared to sit down to his meals. It is not conducive to happiness when a husband arrives home and finds the baby being just prepared for bed, and that means washing and usual that means washing and the usual time-taking service. Bad management. That is the crux of the position, as I find it these days. Oh In many God. families, here we go. Here we fucking go. That is the crux of the position I find it these days in many families of younger couples. Too much apathy displayed in the routine. Um, It is a nuisance, a dragging routine. That is the way some young women uh, term it. But when a husband suggests that there should be as much interest displayed in housekeeping as he has to display in his office routine, he's an unfeeling, unthoughtful brute. Oh, my God. I have to stop this. Righto. So in your estimation, where does it end up for him? Um, oh, I think he um, he basically comes to that. Uh, so if if the husband's job is to maintain his whole shtick in the office, it's the woman's job to maintain the home, and uh, she has no right to complain. Yep. When her literal job is to be a homemaker. Okay. Now that's absolutely probably the experience of our mum's generations, or certainly my mum's generation. 
I don't think so much. Not yours. Yeah, Yeah, because we we are 17 years apart. That's true, yeah. So it actually is quite a different experience. Mm. I know that my mum's generation, well, my mum personally was Mm. never expected to have a career or anything Um, and, you know, probably would have loved to have had one. But In what? Oh, mum would have loved to do interior design. Or, yeah, that's what she says. Yeah. Um, really good at eye for things and mm. really cares about how things present and mm. how comfortable people are in, mm. in a space. But um, I, um, yeah, so he's basically getting to the point of like, he, he makes out at the start that it's like bad for guys, right? Yeah. yeah. And women are not appreciating. And then he, Kicks them in the end with the <laughs> with old the mental explosion. You know, yeah. Enough with the. You know why we all like pack up and mm. leave you bitches because yeah. you're mm. annoying and you haven't done your, the the kids and the kids need to be out of my sight. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I just love the whole. Um, oh my god! The kids need to be fed. It's like they're your kids too, can't? I know, and and like, why not want to see them? I mean, I, I know. do know why because yeah. it's exhausting. You've had yeah. a massive day at work, and you. I mean, also for context. Chris has kids. I do not. Yeah, true, mm. true, true. I do have yeah. kids. They're mm. 17 and 19 now. Mm. But I also had a very supportive partner that was home most mm. of the time, to- you know, like did heaps of the care, mm. like sharing the caring and all that. Also, I feel like with all these articles, it's so easy to be like, <laughs> how shit? But also it was literally almost 100 years ago. Like, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like. 100 years ago. Kind of. Like, ni- what, 90 years yeah. ago? 1934, yeah. About 90 years ago. I feel like it was that way up until about, like, 40 years ago. It's coming back around, though. The whole, have you seen the stay-at-home girlfriend, like, trend? Yeah. Just people, like, being, like, kept Kept. women. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't hate it. You don't hate (laughs) it? I don't hate the thought of it. I would hate it for myself. Yeah. But, you know. Okay, well, I hate the thought of it. Mm. Um. Like, probably for the same reason I'm not into sugar daddies and stuff. Like, mm. I find that all repulsive. Yeah. Um, the idea that a woman – and I know it's very old school. I know yeah. it's an old-fashioned and I'm probably mm. – I'm quite certain I'm not up on feminism. Mm. I am a feminist, mm. but I probably just haven't done the readings lately. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or probably at all. Mm. Uh, I just have a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have it's read, an energy. I've tried, <laughs> I've tried to read some of the books mm. and I'll probably try again. But yep. Look, I've got attention span issues. That's mm. that's no, no, that's not news to anyone. But um, I think I probably am out of step mm. um, because I probably, you know, I've I've got children, and I'd be, I would find it a bit upsetting if they couldn't find something else to do to make money. Mm. Um, I think that would be it for me. I think then have I, a sugar person. I was going to say, I think the thought of not having like my own income would freak me out. Yeah. Like being entirely reliant, entirely reliant on someone else. Like these um, uh, women are in this article, you know. Yeah, I know. Like she's her, – her whole thing depends on her whatever. Doing. I mean, yeah. women back then got really sly with, yeah. you know, they would like hide money and like – I love that. And have cash mm. to, you know, in yeah. case. Yeah. And, and um, like for every – bit of authority that men thought they had back then i'm pretty sure women had at least some way around it yeah to some degree i mean even though overall they were definitely um subservient yeah but far out well i mean it's just it's like really it's it's whoever controls the cash flow has the power don't you reckon though that this article and Mm. the vibe of the guy writing it and Mm. what he's saying Mm. could easily be on a young man's like web internet like 
like oh, group 100- chat. That whole yeah, yeah, all those like incel-y sort of yeah. areas. But also, I think the modern modern equivalent of this sort of guy is the kind of guy who would like stand too close to you in a comedy club and explain comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Oh man, mm. how good is it when you? get asked what you do and if you actually bother to answer with the real answer mm. how good is it when people go well you haven't seemed funny to me oh people say, yeah no, i had a woman it, say oh that to God. me yeah and i was like i wasn't trying i wasn't actually here to do comedy yeah but also like i'm not trying to impress you yeah because i i don't know i think so many comedians are introverts like i don't think they would come yeah. across particularly funny just in like or then the other things you get what i like um from this sort of car. Tell us a joke. Tell um, us a joke. Or, no, my favourite is um, when they start, when you just say, oh, you're a comedian, um, and then they'll be like, oh, I actually did an open mic five years ago, so yeah. I'm kind of a comedian so too. So I'm pretty much one as well. Or they tell, <laughs> they, they, tell, they tell you a joke. Oh, my God. I have to say, though, yeah. my I have a cousin, um, mm-hmm. Bede, who's hilarious, and yeah. he, he's on the Gold Coast, but he's, he's very wrong, and I don't know if he'll ever hear this, but um, I hope so. He's he made me laugh so hard. It's mm. so wrong. Mm. My brother is. Are we about to get cancelled on our first podcast? Um, no, I okay. don't think so. Okay, great. Let's so hear. I was at um, my mum's 80th this weekend at the Gold Coast. Happy and, birthday, Wendy! Yes, uh, and my brother was sitting across the table from Bede and I. Mm-hmm. My brother is bald, mm-hmm. very fit, good-looking man, very mm-hmm. funny, mm-hmm. bald, mm-hmm. and. Um, Bede has a full head of hair and mm-hmm. is, is, is the kind of man who is an alpha male. He looks like a giant gorilla and his nickname is Silverback. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does look like one and he's very funny, very powerful man. But everyone loves him, very mm-hmm. generous. He says, oh, I've seen better heads at the trough. <laughs> About my brother's head. Just to tease him. <laughs> I thought that was going to be so much worse than that. I thought that was going to be so okay, much Okay, I've got worse. another one. He's told me another oh one. Do you God. want to hear it? I'm not in- Okay, fine. Are we allowed to do this? Yes. So this guy goes into a watch shop mm-hmm. and he slaps his dick on the table. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun visual. And And the woman behind the counter goes... I'm sorry, sir, this is a clock shop. We're like, what are, you, what are you doing? And he goes, well, put two hands and a face on that then. <laughs> so bad. So terrible. I don't know why I'm telling this on a women's <laughs> podcast, but I guess, you Wait, know. Wait, was this told in, a, in like a social setting? To me, no. Oh, just, I just to you me. Meant, like, and now I'm putting it in a social setting. Oh, my God. But this is what, you know, this, this. <laughs> Look, this is the zeitgeist. This is what is circulating. Yeah. Okay? We can't pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Try as we might. <coughs> oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. so what did you think of my first article? I thought it was long and I I was I had struggle listening to all of it. Okay. To be honest. But I do think it summarises exactly the vibe. The vibe. The vibe, of, yeah. Of what men thought of women back then. Mm-hmm. It, it, but also... Domestic... Since circumstances, yeah. But also, um, I very I 
on occasion I'm on Reddit just because it's just like yep. no, like nothing reading. Mm. And so much of the stuff on there, whether it like pr- probably a lot of it's, you know, f- just people practicing their creative writing <laughs> is like, uh, obviously am I the asshole is like one of the biggest Reddit. Right. And s- like, I swear to God, the majority of them are about this exact thing. Really? 90 years later. Oh my God. Like things being like, like, like everything, like, um, oh, like, um, you know, my husband earns five times more than me, but he wants to split the rent 50, 50. Yeah. Like I don't, am I the asshole? Yeah. Or like, you know, um, my stay at home wife, um, does like, I come home and the house is dirty and I work full time. Like division of labor is always division a of, point. Division of labor. I, the divvy labs. The divvy. <laughs> I got her. I got her. That's that's normally how she talks, guys. She normally says things like the cozy live and and and, and smirks and I just got her a beauty. She's lying oh, down. Divi Labes. <laughs> Divi Labes. Yep. Divi Labes. Sorry, I'm lying down. I don't know if you can hear me anymore. Um oh that's sensational. Okay, so the Divi Labes <laughs> I'm gonna wee a little bit. It's really Um, uh, I don't think that it's never solved itself, has it? Really? No. Like, because it's always because as long as people as long as people live together, there's going to be delays. Well, my parents have been married for Mm. like coming up to I think it's like forty two, forty years or something. Yeah. And um, like when Dad retired, so Dad worked. Yeah out of the house and mum worked in the house mm-hmm. and then when dad retired and, and was hanging around the house like mm-hmm. this is what happens at the end of like yeah. the later stages of a relationship mum's like well you don't get to have a say on how we redecorate because it's my house or oh. you know or like oh. yeah or like can you please put the mugs away like this and he's like mm. oh no <laughs> you know like it's it becomes a thing it's like the territory yeah because he was like out mm. and she sort of made the whole house mm. herself but also it's like the other thing is is that um i think uh, raising kids and stuff is one is like the sort of one of the biggest examples of sort of a technically unpaid labor because it's yeah. like when you got your young kid you can speak on this more than me, but it's like a 24 hour job and you don't get paid for it and you don't get paid time off and you don't get like breaks. It's true. And you're kind of just, it's sort of 24 hours. And then I imagine having a partner who comes home and says, well, why? And there's no it? super on that either. There is no let's, super let's on that. Let's just make yeah. that point. Uh, and then you've got someone who comes home and is like, well, why are the dishes not done? Mm, luckily I never really, I never had that. Okay. Um, I had a very fair relationship, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's the sore point that comes up for every couple that's can, having kids. Can you email us about your Divi Labes? Yeah, Divi Labes. How's Chris, it? Chris and Sarah Weatherpants at gmail.com. Yeah. How Chris, do you do, do – do have you figured out a way to do Divi Labes in a successful way? <laughs> oh, my God. This is the best. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, genu- I genuinely want to hear. Yeah, me too. Because I wouldn't not – Yeah, will, what is the key to well, a successful Divi Labes at home? Because you've, you've had a very successful, very long-term relationship yeah. and I have not. Mm. At thirty, almost thirty-three years old, my longest relationship has literally been like eight months, nine months, <clears throat> and so I've never lived with someone, and I've never actually had to do it. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to. That's possibly one. Of yeah, those. so give us some tips. I mean, I, I was in a relationship twenty-six years, and I think that we managed to navigate. I mean, you always will have sticking points, mm. and there will be points where you have to, you know, have an argument and then mm. figure it out. Yeah, um, but 
if you've got a person, or mental explosions, yeah, that, a mental yeah. explosion. If you have a person in your life that is prepared to talk about the Divi Labes, fuck, yeah. that's half the battle won. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I think that's enough for one episode, don't you? Really? Well, it, I reckon it'd be com- coming up to about a halfy. Oh no, let's see yours. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon let's do it. I want a cup of tea. Okay, we'll yeah. Pause. Okay, and we're back. I literally just made us tea and coffee and a bowl of Doritos. And Doritos, not probably in hindsight, the best snack. No, I don't think chomping on a Dorito is appropriate during. Your- also, we're not sponsored by Doritos, just to be clear. I mean, but I'd be happy to. They're very welcome to sponsor. Yeah, I'm massive. I want a Doritos tote bag. Yeah, you're I'm, a fan. Yeah, you're I'm a fan, fan of um, Doritos and chili um, salsa. Do you have any salsa? I do in the fridge, but I don't know how old it is. So and <laughs> I'll, I, I'll go take a look. So I don't know whether I want to throw it out or give it to you. They're the two options for when you have something gross in your fridge. (laughs) Awesome. So good. All right. Here's my story. Um, Yes. Thank you for listening to mine. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to hear yours. Not at all. um, Welcome to everyone who's just started listening halfway through for no apparent reason. I don't think people do Do that. Do people do that? No, maybe someone's just walked into the room. I think they'll leave halfway through. I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) I just about did. (laughs) (laughs) You literally bored with me <laughs> and you fucking know me <laughs> it's ridiculous i'm the worst right. what are okay. we working with let's go what let's we're working it. with is chris and sarah wear the pants um this is article two okay this <laughs> for the entire back podcast Perry. well this is actually a very radio vibe for me it is um australian women's weekly wednesday 31 january 1973 oh so we're on about 40 years here great oh is that bad no okay all right, this is the title of the article. Slimming is big business. <laughs> I now, love it already. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Okay, reading from the article. Many people are bored and many people are overweight. <laughs> Let's stop it right there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking unpack that. What an opener. <laughs> English housewife Thelma Brown solved both problems. Oh, because, okay. Um, by going into the slimming business with considerable success. Okay, so Thelma's a cunt. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Mm. There's someone in the stairwell. What will happen, we are recording this in the inner west. Yeah. There will be airlines going overhead. There will be airlines. There will be people in the stairwell because I live in a shoebox. And I'm just saying, I'm not ruling out that there may be like distant Dorito crunching sounds. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> going to go there? I've, I've tried. I've taken to sucking I'm on like, them. What if no, I, I'm sucking on them. Can I just them. put them away? Can no, I put them behind me? No, don't. Oh, my God. Abusive. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to no, continue I, I reading I promise the story. I won't eat them while Please you're don't. Talking. I don't okay. think crunching is the right vibe for episode one. Um, <laughs> maybe down the track. We're a bit comfortable. Yeah, I know. Okay. Four years ago, Thelma Brown was more than three stone overweight. Sorry, what's... I'm so sorry. Uh, we have to Google that. Yeah. Well, you Google that while yeah. I keep reading. She also had a worrying overdraft. Today, she's healthier on both counts, which means she's slimmer and more financially successful, which what we're supposed to presume they go hand in hand. The extra poundage has gone, and so has the overdraft. Okay, so she was 19 kilos. That's three stone. Yep. Overweight, allegedly. Um, so at 42, she may still be some way from being a tycoon. Okay. Wow, interesting. Um, but she's that rare commodity, a self-made woman. 
Oh, Sarah, don't we love them? I absolutely love her. I love a Kylie Jenner. And I don't mind if she becomes a tycoon. Mm. Um, she came late to the business of money making. Well, don't we all? I, uh, I certainly. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I'm not, yeah, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the fringes of the yeah. business of money making. Though the instinct was there. However suppressed from the time she picked hazelnuts as a child and sold them at five a penny. Is that like the 70s version of a lemonade stand? I think so. Okay. Now she's the owner of a chain of slimming clubs, oh, 800 strong vomit. in England, and pres- at present expanding overseas. Each week, about 40,000 people obsessed with the need to be slim attend these clubs. Sorry, is this a gym? What is it? What is a slimming club? Do they stand there and just tell each other, stop eating, cunt? Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> what? what the fuck is a slimming Is someone club? vacuuming their car? I think so. Out the front of our window? Yeah, I think someone's actually a leaf blowing. <laughs> No, someone's rubbing a car. That's a bin. It's a big boy. It's a bin um, remover. Um, garbage truck. A bin remover. Um, <laughs> okay. For, for 15 I'm years... Really, I'm stressed up, out about your coffee being near the recorder. You don't need to. Okay. Um, for 15 years up to 1968, Thelma Brown weighed nearly 13 stone and a muzzy snapshot of those days shows a different... A diffident... A diffident... That's an interesting use of the word... Rounded woman. Oh, my God. She only weighed 82 kilos. 82 kilos. <laughs> and they're saying she's a beast. She's a whale. Oh, dear Lord. Um, and in a weight-disguising dress and with a tightly curled hairstyle. A weight-disguising dress yeah. or a dress, as we'd call yeah. it now. Today, she wears a mini <gasps> um, skirt and ha- has her hair expertly layered. Mate, so do I. Yeah. Um... Her neat nine-stone figure has a touch of athletic hardness about it. Oh, my God. This is disgusting. Who wrote this? A uh, staff reporter. Nine-stone. She is bouncy with energy. Her word for it is... F- 57 the f- kilos. She weighed... F- okay, she so now weighs 57. 57. Okay. That's just, no, um, She's absolutely bouncy not. with energy. Her word for it is the fidgets. Okay, so she's like... She's not okay. She's not. She got ADHD or something. Yeah. When you first meet her, she uses your Christian name freely. How outrageous is that? What do you mean your Christian name freely? Oh, so she'd call me Sarah. She'd say like an absolute Sarah. cunt. Yeah, I know. Like what? She's supposed to say Ms. Gall. Yeah. Um, there is an American quality about the pep, the flow of ideas, the lack of reserve. Well, and God that. knows she couldn't have had that if she was 82 kilograms. Let's talk. No, she would have been disgusting. She I should mean, have been stayed in She should have been she sad was, and depressed. Yeah. Let's talk about the term American. Uh, oh what was God. it? American style. American. A lack of reserve. The pep. Yeah. Quality about what was the it? You pep. said an American quality. Yeah, to the American, there is an American quality about the pep, the flow of ideas. What is an American quality? The lack quality? of reserve. Mm. I think Yanks are much more forthcoming than Brits, for example, which are presumably, you know, Australia has always seen itself yep. historically okay. as coming from... I mean, if, if we completely mm. don't acknowledge first Australians, which traditionally this country doesn't mm. do, um, British heritage for mm. the white people here... Um, this is a great one. This is the final part of the thing. Mm-hmm. Fat people are always getting thin. No, it doesn't say yes, that. Yes, it does. Fat people are always getting thin, especially since the group therapy method was first tried out commercially in America in 1963. So her fining down physically is less remarkable than the emergence of a career businesswoman from the mass of bored housewives whose discontents 
pour out in letters to the newspapers in England. What a fascinating what an long insight. sentence that is. And then, not that Thelma Brown was ever one of the letter writers, it never occurred to her. Her compensation was the more immediately satisfying one of overeating. And that's the end of the story. Wow. So what I don't understand the vibe of this story. It's like it ends with she loved to scoff stuff. I'm still back on the slimming club. But it starts with how successful is this chick and then it ends with, yeah, but she used to just love scoff and stuff. So she basically developed an eating disorder to be a profoundly unhealthy 57 kilos <laughs> and now she has an American vibe. She can't stop fidgeting. Oh, my God. Listen, my mum would not mind me saying this, but um, as a woman that grew up in Australia from, you know, 1943, mm. being slim was pretty much the most important thing you could do as a woman. I mean, is that not still yeah, it's very probably much the case? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, since mm. like, I mean, what? Yeah. Honestly, like you would think, uh, com- like comedy is the last bastion of the place. Oh where, yeah, where you don't necessarily need to be like fifty-seven kilos. Mm. But I do remember Anne Edmonds making this point some mm. years ago in a joke about like this was the last safe haven for normal people, but mm. or ugly people, mm. you know, just ordinary people. Mm. But now hot people are getting into comedy, and. I'm not about it. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Stay in your lane. Um, so Thelma <laughs> Brown, what a hero. <laughs> mm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, what I is don't the understand. Well, the equivalent of that now would be like these like fucking like Pilates studios or like an F45. Like surely they're like with this like faux focus on like strength resilience. Well, but they're all like just slimming. Yeah, but it's strength now. People yeah. like it's strong as the new skinny. I've mm-hmm. read that in dumb places. Um, it, the, the point is women are always valued for how they look. Yeah. And it hasn't changed. And we, mm. we're in 2023 and it's still the same. Yeah. Like, I mean, if. Yeah. I feel. Here we go. Oh, okay. Let's it, do it. Okay, here's a moment. Mm hmm. I'm going to eat a Dorito first. Okay. Have a bloody Dorito. I think we've earned it. Just a small one. one. Yep. um, Okay. I think something, and it's probably hard to talk about, so Mm -hmm. it's probably a reason to talk about it. Yeah. So this year I got the – I was very lucky to be asked to do a spot on the gala at Mm -hmm. the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and I – uh, for those of you who are, are totally unfamiliar with comedy, Gala, huge opportunity at Melbourne Comedy Festival. It's on TV. Um, it's fantastic. I saw Chris's set. It was wonderful. Big theatre. Like, super, super cool. So I was I was quite happy with my material. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. What I found to be the variable between mm-hmm. this year's Gala and the one I was op- offered the opportunity to do last year yeah. is I think I chose an outfit that and, and a makeup style. And possibly a hairstyle. <laughs> okay, my whole look. <laughs> what about your shoes? You like your no, the shoes were great. <laughs> yeah, so you, you I feel like all this, yeah. I didn't present in a way that people understood or liked. And I don't I reckon that resulted in me not moving as many tickets. This is a big theory, but I honestly, and Wait, I was. Let's break that down. What do you? So you said presenting. In okay, a way, so I had so... shaved. I had shaved sides on mm. my head, mm. um, and and sort of 
all over the place mop apart from that. So wild punkish looking hair for a 50 I saw, year old I woman. I loved Yeah, the I look. like my hair. I, I mean, I like it. Look. look, the makeup was extraordinary. The mm. woman who did it for oh. me, I asked her specifically to do this cool, colorful graphic oh, eye makeup, it. which yeah. is very unusual and quite, mm. you know, mo- oh, I'm going to say modern day. Mm. Um, and I went for that on purpose because I thought it was cool and mm. I liked it. I wore a cool print, graphic print T-shirt with a woman with, like, fangs, like vampire mm. fangs on it, just a black and yep. white T-shirt, yep. and some vintage men's pants found for me by the extraordinary Joe Gambale from Slogue. Um, she's a stylist in, in the inner west of Sydney, and I adore her. Mm. And they were beautiful pants, and I still mm. think they are. Um, and I wore them with punk black 80s boots with stiletto heels. and. Mm. I thought I looked beautiful mm-hmm. and I was proud of the look. I felt mm. like it was really a, a strong expression. When I looked at it on the television yeah. at the viewing at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, I was mortified about my guts, if we're honest, okay. because I am a woman who is 49. I'm not particularly interested in how I look that, mm. that much, like mm. to do work on my actual physical. I want to be fit for my mental health mm. and for, you know, for longevity and mm. my bones don't break, mm. but I don't do it to try and keep up with super hot people that mm-hmm. are super slim and trim and mm-hmm. think about it all the time. I also drink too much, eat too much, and just am a regular human being that bites their nails. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I guess my idea of what I look like and then what I look like on television were two different things. Okay. And I was embarrassed that I looked I remember of, this. Yeah, yeah. I, I was embarrassed about how I looked. And I don't think there would be a single man. Maybe I'm wrong. Men are starting now to care about how they look, and I understand that. And that, mm. and look, that sucks too, mm. but not as much as it does for me because it's me. Mm. Um, I don't know. So you I think- don't know if men doing that gala are caring about how they look because they're not judged on it as much as women. I mean, we could ask them, but yeah, I, mm. you know. I, well, but also, I think, um, and this is just me being so general as well. I think generally with something like styling for like a gala. So if you're like someone who like wears more feminine clothes, the choices are infinite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are a million mm. things you can wear um, that are going in and out of fashion all the time. Mm. Whereas if you're someone who wears like a more masculine look, you've got like your sweatpants. I don't know if anyone wore sweatpants at the gala. No. You've got your suit and yeah. you've got like the cool t-shirt and the cool pants. And yeah. that's kind of like really it. Yeah. Like if I mean, you, boiler suit. Bo- boiler suit. suit. If you're wearing like, so that's sort of it. And so I feel like, when it comes to deciding what to wear at something like a gala, like if you dress in a more feminine way, like say I would, or like uh, you do, um, the choices are infinite. And also like the choices within the choices are infinite. Like there's 800 different styles of pants for us, different styles of shirt. You know what I mean? I also like to shop vintage, which is hard because people were slimmer back then. I'm Mm. sorry. They just were, they Mm. they weren't the sizes. But also what you said about at the start about, how you think you didn't – what did you say? You said you, like, didn't you, – you, like, The way I thought I looked and the way I looked on television. And so you felt like you didn't move tickets to your well, season Well, I, I reckon that people would have looked at that and been a bit discombobulated. I reckon – I reckon that my choice of clothing and look mm. confused people and stopped them from listening to my jokes as much as they would if I just looked like a normal chick. Oh, I see. You know so what you I mean? Think, you think that you presented in a way that was, like, different from – what your Maybe what they were is. expecting or whatever. And I, I just – it comes down to the point that I'm trying to make is mm. it matters how you look mm. as a woman mm. more than it matters how you look as a man. Mm. Now, I'm happy to be taken 
um, to task on that. And mm. by all means, email in. Not trying Chris to be Sarah Weatherpants at gmail.com not or small to, case or one word. Not trying to be a man hater. I have, mm. you know, that I've never been accused of that, mm. and I never, I don't intend to start now. But um, I think you looked epic at the garden. Ah, oh, thanks, mate. I but I really I, do struggle with my body image. Mm. I always have. Mm. I always have. Yeah. Um, and it's still a work in progress. I'm trying to get more on board. It's really even hard to talk. I can't believe I'm even saying this out loud. I'm proud of you. Thank you. But also there'll be people literally listening to this being like, mm. oh, my God, I'm exactly the same. Mm. Someone who saw themselves in like a photo at a work party yeah. who was like. But, you know, I also think that we're way more critical of ourselves than other people. Yeah. It's like what you talk about in your sh- spoiler, the spotlight effect. Yeah. Um, and mm. you forget that a lot of people are not paying attention to you, not paying attention to you, but also that like you notice things about you that other people probably don't, you yeah. know, because you spend all your life with you. Yeah. And so you notice it's true, you know? Yeah. Like other people, the objective person might've been like, what fucking, I remember you had great earrings, what fucking sick earrings. And that's a great shirt. And I really love her yeah. jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Like right. maybe I'm, it's all in my head, but I just, I mean, just because it's all in your head doesn't mean it doesn't affect you, you know, mm, like, mm. so it's not, don't gaslight yourself. No, no, <laughs> it's no. not like thinking it doesn't no. matter. But I mean, <laughs> how, how much time do you spend thinking about what you wear before you leave the house? Um, well, I, a lot, um, but also I don't actually, I don't have that many outfits. Like Mm. I I recycle the same, like five things on stage, things that are comfortable, like easy to wear. Um, and that's sort of it. I don't love seeing photos of myself on stage, but that's Mm. also because I pull the most absurd facial expressions and it's hilarious, which is actually your job, right? To get a good photo of me. But yeah, I get like. It's our job to be funny up there, not yeah. to be hot. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's so true. That's so true. It's annoying. Mm. It's annoying that there's any expectation, even that we put on ourselves. Yeah. To be hot. Like, because exactly. it just wastes our time and energy. Yeah, exactly. Our job is but so also, funny. But I also think, and this isn't like getting into a much bigger conversation, that like, even in, in like, look at your like, um, typical, like, I know, Hollywood comedy film, Bridesmaids. For example, love that movie. Yeah, love that movie. Even the, like, non-hot characters are really hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. so it's kind of just like... Just, can we just eat the Dorito? Dorito? Yeah, sorry, I've been holding one, a Dorito too. Yeah, we're both... One, one two, two, three. three. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the perfect time to eat a Dorito, actually. <laughs> In the middle of a discussion about body image. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, I'm totally... I think I've battled with it myself... But no one's harsher on us than ourselves, I no. think, in terms of all this stuff. Um, and I lift so much weight. You're so gym. strong. My, I love going to the gym with you and just watching what a powerhouse mm. you Jumping on large blocks. Oh, I love doing that. I don't know how you do that. My knees But also, can't like, do that. going on the machines and the guy, like, moves the weight down. It's like, no, I can't leave it. That's my warm-up weight. It's all good. Mm. <laughs> but no, it's not, it's not a competition. Um, you know, I Thank you for sharing that. That is actually, like... Genuinely, I'm not being ironic, like so powerful. Uh-huh. Mm. And also, um, your set was so great. Thanks, mate. Mm. So, I don't know. I feel like this is the vibe of our show. I think this is the vibe of our I'm show. I'm enjoying it. I reckon this is something I do want to do yeah. more. Also, I think recurring bits. I like the articles and I've learned that my article was too long. But I literally have one coming up in the coming episodes that is two sentences long. Yeah, love You'll that. love that one. I'm also a big fan of a letter to the editor. 
Yeah, love Because that really gives you that beautiful insight of I love hearing people's fucked opinions. Exactly. Mm. Back then. But we would love to hear your feedback. Chris and Sarah, wearthepants at gmail.com. We will read all your emails. We will. Absolutely. Even they're very they're earnest. If they're mean, we'll laugh at them. Yeah, please don't mm. be mean. I, yeah. I don't think you will be. But, no. I mean, who knows? We never yeah. know. Um, oh, also, and, and also, oh, my God, like and subscribe. Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess we can actually say that. Yeah. Um, but also... Uh, we've got Sydney Comedy Festival. Well, I've got Sydney. I'm done. Okay. No, Chris Ryan has Sydney Comedy Festival. It'll probably be done by the time this comes okay, out. Okay, well, Sydney, Perth, Brisbane. What's your website? ChrisRyanComedy.com. Well, there you go. Sarah, what is Sarah yours? SarahGold.com. I got the fucking original domain. Righto. SarahGold.com. Nice one. There's 13 so, Sarah Golds. There you are. I got the domain. So what you need to do... If you want to support us, um, mm. tell your friends about this podcast. Listen in. Download. We're, download subscribe. it. Um, we're going to make it every week mm-hmm. and we're going to record a bunch in advance so that we can keep true to that promise, I think. Absolutely. Um, and There'll be some special episodes. Yep. We may even get a guest once in a while. Yep. We, uh, we travel a lot together for comedy, so mm-hmm. you never know where we'll be recording from. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do live podcasts as well. We will do it live. With I, snacks. I think that would be funny. Um, but it all starts today. It does. And follow us on Instagram and, and all of that stuff too. Empire of Gaul and... Christine Ryan Comedy. Absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for wearing the pants with us. Yeah, thanks for wearing the pants. That's Chris Ryan. <laughs> That's Sarah Gaul. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. This episode was mastered by Tim Duck at Verse Productions. Music by Yosef K and artwork by Century Comedy. Our podcast is hosted on Acast. Articles are sourced online through Trove at the National Library of Australia. Sources are listed in the episode notes. Send your pants moments, article suggestions or miscellaneous thoughts to chrisandsarahweatherpants at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at chrisandsarahweatherpants or on our own accounts at Christine Ryan Comedy or... Empire of Gaul, G-A-U-L. Thanks.